Welcome, folks. You're listening to the Waves on the Shore podcast with Evan and Jaron, quite possibly the greatest podcast of all time. Thanks for joining us as we journey through the world of modern country music. We're not biased, we just don't like bad music. Alrighty, alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Waves on the Shore, hosted by myself, Evan, and my co-host, Jaron. It's currently 10.03 p.m. It is currently Saturday, March uh, huh? 25th, when you're listening to this. It's just... Oh, okay. Sorry, let my co-host <laughs> catch up here. He's a little it's, uh... slow up in the head. Um... Well, you you said that... Okay, hold on, hold on. That's not on me, because you said what time it was, like, currently, and then you proceeded to say a different day. So that's not on me. That's on you. You just gotta catch up. You gotta know when You're the you gotta know when the page is flipping. You're like one of my many ex girlfriends. You don't communicate well. Yeah. Oh. And well, yeah, yeah. No homo. <laughs> no, but, yeah. it's okay. You can be gay. It's this is a safe. I'm not gay. Space. I'm just appreciating my homie's beauty, physical appearance. <laughs> yeah, outright beauty. Um. Well, yeah. Welcome everyone to uh brand new episode <laughs> <What>? <laughs> voice on the shore uh, we got a few few things lined well, yeah. up here as well as the usual uh who the frick and what are we listening to um I, I i could share a quick story time first but there's no way that dell is telling me to upgrade my storage on the screen i'm trying to record you're gonna want to cut that oh out. for a second for a second i uh i thought that uh i thought you said adele no, no, this is <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, huh? I was like, Adele's, Adele's there? Um, I said a massive pop-up. <laughs> you want to cut. Um, All right. I have a bit of a story to open up the podcast. Uh, I was at a John Mayer concert. And uh, not just any John Mayer concert, John Mayer solo. Jaron was going to be with me, but... Yeah. American passports are dumb, and they take a really long time to arrive. So I still haven't gotten it. So. Yeah, so unfortunately, Jaren cannot come, but we will. We'll get something set up eventually. But anyways, um, it was a fantastic show. Kind of a long, he played for like over two hours, which not many people do, and it was really Dang. dope because it was like all wow. acoustic or piano, just solo. Uh, I have to recount the night in order quickly. So. I go to my brother's. He is uh, the the show is in Toronto at the Scotiabank Arena. A couple hours for me. So, anyways, I drive to my brother's house, and because he's closer, we we get dinner. But we realize because we have to catch a train, the Go Train, from Aldershot, which is a station, to Union, which is the main station in Toronto, which is attached to the arena okay. and everything. And so we're making dinner, and we realize, oh, Nelly. We have not we have not allotted ourselves <laughs> oh, enough time, so we are barreling around his kitchen trying to make any food we can because he wanted to make pork chop, but we did not have time. So he made the pork chop. We had noodles and rice on the side that were horrendously undercooked and hard, uh, but we were in a rush. And then we go barreling down the highway towards the uh, train station. I don't know how fast my brother was going, but we were passing cars left and right, and I was like, okay, we are in a rush. Um, <laughs> anyways, we get to the. W- we're coming up on the station. You can see it from the highway. And the train's there. 
so Blake's like, actually, what's the next station? So we are now racing the train to the next station. And I'm wow. like, Blake, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, you know, I spent a lot of money on these tickets. I'm trying to see this show. <laughs> and we go flying down the highway. And we pull in at the next stop, which is Burlington. And uh, I got to turn my mic down. I'm clipping. Burlington, we park the car. We get out, and we are sprinting full tilt through the parking lot. We get into this station. Tilted Towers, Fortnite. Sorry, exactly, bro. We started shooting people. Just kidding. We're in Canada. Um, <laughs> so we go barreling in. Neither of us have been to this station before, so we don't know where we're going. So we're running through like these concrete tunnels and like have – I don't know what train stations are like other than the go train. But like there's multiple tracks. So like you go up. The, so it's all underground – or the tunnels are, sorry. And then you go up to the track that you're on, right? But we don't know where we are. So we go up the first flight of steps, realize the train is parked on a different track. So we're like, shoot back down the stairs, sprint across, go up, realize we overcorrected. We went too far. The train's <laughs> on the other side. Sprint back down the stairs, go up the next flight of stairs, and literally like a movie, we're like running in as the doors are shutting. We made it onto the train. And we got wow. to the show. Uh, Got there, got in the merch line, once again fumbled the bag with the sizing. I'm incapable of getting the right size it shows. At Giveon in November, something told me to get a small t-shirt. That doesn't fit me. That never would fit me, so I just have a Giveon shirt I can't wear. And for some reason, I was paranoid of this, so at the John Mayer concert, I got a large, which is is too big. Why I don't just get a medium? <laughs> That's a fantastic question. Why don't you just get a medium? Fantastic question. It's just motivation for me to either get in the gym or get a dag gut. It'll fit me. I actually fit me one day. I actually remember you talking about that, and I've I have experienced the same thing. And as far as like buying things too small, yeah. Like my my Zach Bryan uh, shirt, I don't really wear it because it's a small. Like why it's did like, I get a large? Why can t- why did I why did yeah? I can tell you why I got a large because I get large hoodies now, but it's not a hoodie; it's a t-shirt. I don't know. Yeah. The worst case scenario, it'll fit me when I'm older. But I'm just, when I fill in more. But I'm just like, really, Evan? Why? I can never <laughs> just get the right size. What, is the, what does the shirt look like? Oh, I guess I could show you. Um, well, I can't yeah. show listeners. But that's just the, the game's the game. Um, yeah. I'll describe it to you. I'll whisper in your guys' ears verbally. Oh, he's leaving. It's a nice shirt, too. Like, I want to wear it. Oh, he's back. <laughs> So it says John Mayer Solo Tour 2023. Okay. And then look, it even says nice Scotiabank design. Arena, John Mayer 2023 Solo. Like, I want to wear it, man. It's not horrendously big, but it's too big. Like, you yeah, know. Ah. Now, for viewers, just so you guys know, uh, it was all words. There was no pictures. Sorry, I can really. tell you were saying something, but I was putting it back. Well, I'm so. talking to the viewers, um, Evan. I was talking to the viewers, help, helping them picture the shirt. I'm, oh, yeah. I was kind of disappointed. It's a, not a bad shirt. I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't, like, a graphic. It was just black and white and... No, there's teal and stuff. It's all there font. There was teal? It's all font. Yeah, there was teal. Okay. It was, like, black and white. It looked, like, it looked white, I oh, guess. Oh, maybe the lighting is bad. Uh, the, yeah, and the, yeah. there was, like, ten different shirts you could choose from. That was just the one I liked. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah, so anyway... So get better taste. What? So you need to get better taste. You need to shut up. Um, <laughs> so, 
when we go in and we get our seats <laughs> and we have pretty good seats and um opener is jp Sachs. opener was supposed to be lizzie mcalpine but due to scheduling conflicts she couldn't come out which broke my heart um but the opener was jp Sachs from toronto and he was great he was he was really good but it was funny because like halfway through his set sorry jaron is showing the camera his gummies <laughs> before he eats them um <laughs> i was hoping you wouldn't acknowledge it <laughs> okay i'll stop acknowledging it um halfway through jp Sachs's set he says like you know the whole thing with this tour is that it's solo so there's only one person on the stage at a time however this next song i wrote with somebody and the person who i wrote the song with is here so i'm gonna invite them on the stage and you gotta remember because it's the opener everyone is still just in their like everyone's still shopping around like the arena right. the seats themselves are like a third full but we were in our seat by then so he, mm-hmm. anyways he's just like yeah so the person here who i wrote the song with is here so i want to welcome to the stage john mayer and john mayer <laughs> just walks on the stage everyone freaks out you can see and like you know doesn't wave it's the first song what yeah yeah it's the first song it's the opener no it's yeah. It's not even John's set though. Like this is JP. Yeah, set. yeah. It's no. It's like it is the opener. Yeah. And like so, I mean. Anyways, he doesn't yeah. say anything That's or cool. wave or acknowledge the crowd. He just plugs his guitar in, and you can see when he said that, like everyone's pouring into their seats now. Like people are like sprinting <laughs> through the tunnels to get to their seat and everything. That's and- a good way to get. That's to get what attention. I think it was. I think it was John saying, "Hey, like pay attention to the opener I brought for you." Uh, and they did the song. John just played guitar and harmonized. He didn't even have a verse or anything. And then he just walked off. <laughs> he just walked off. It was so funny. It's like, all right, see you soon, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, so he came out at like 840, came out to slow dancing in a burning room. And it was so mm. dope because it was acoustic. And like... That was the... Uh, I have an interesting relationship with that song because that song was like one of the first songs that I heard... Like, I knew who John Mayer was, but I heard that song, and I was like, that was a damn good song. And then I figured out, and then I was like, who whose song is it? It's John it's Mayer's John song. I was like, okay, I need to actually listen to more of his music. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I wasn't I wasn't familiar with your game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, was, <laughs> I didn't know we were on that level. Um, <laughs> but it was awesome. And then he did two, he, the next two songs were two of my favorite John Mayer songs that I did not think he was going to play at all. So he played Shot in the right. Dark and then Emoji of a Wave, which is a super unpopular. Oh, it's like a really. That's a pretty deep cut. Yeah, it's an unpopular cut from the Search for Everything, which is one of his more unpopular albums. And I was just like, yeah. oh, so when he started playing that, I was like, OK, he, he it made, might lend itself to a solo per- performance. It definitely does. But, you know, he made this set list for me and I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then, yeah, my king, yeah, <laughs> he did a, he did a bunch of songs. It was freaking awesome. Everyone loved it. Dude. Georgia. Okay. I got to do it soon. We got to get a, a John Mayer cardboard. <laughs> right. right. Do it. <laughs> we, we do need to I'll do, do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll do Mr. Worldwide. If you do, if you do John Mayer, we'll work it out. Um, I'll have to hide it from my mom. She'll be like, you spent $60 on this. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he did piano songs too. Uh, he did one part where he got like his electric guitar and he like had the piano loop and then he was soloing over the piano loop he made. And then there was one point in time where he was playing the piano and playing the electric guitar. Like he'd hit a chord solo, hit a chord solo, hit a chord solo, like in real time. And it's just like, how are you doing this? There's one point where he's playing the piano 
and just using his left hand on the guitar, pulling the strings enough to make them sound. And I'm just like, dude, what are you doing? Um, he was so good live. Like, I can't describe it. And then, like, the last few songs, he whips out this monster of a guitar, 18 strings. It's an acoustic guitar with two necks. The top neck is a 12 string. The bottom neck is a six string. And so he is playing okay. between the necks. Like, he'd do a little solo here, a little chord solo here, little solo here, some chords here, solo up here, back down here. And he had the harmonica around his neck. So he's going back and forth between different necks of the guitar while playing the harmonica. I'm like, dude, you have too much time. You have too much spare time. How? Well, it's his job. It's his know, job to I'm be good like, at music. Dude, how are you this good? Um, he did stop this. He's that good because that's all he does. <laughs> he did Neon. Yes. Neon was friggin' dope. Um, and he was really funny too, like explaining all the songs and stuff. He was just a, a funny guy, but he was, he said like, all right, boyfriends, this is where I try and, uh, win you over. This is my little party trick. If you're not impressed by this and you were just mm -hmm. dragged out by your girlfriend, I'm sorry. This is the best I got. And he said how like he, he wrote it for when he was playing like in coffee shops or bookstores to try and get people's attention. Cause the guitar line is so complex. Um, and he said he never actually knows how he's going to start the song. He Every time he plays it, he just kind of riffs around till he's had enough and decides to start playing the actual song. Uh, so we got our own <laughs> custom neon riff to start it. What else did he do? Um, yeah, one girl had a sign with LED lights around it. So he's like, oh, your sign has lights on it. And he read it. And it was they were asking for hotel bathroom song, which I guess is I had to research after is a song that he wrote but never released like 15 years ago. He's like, how do you even know what that oh, wow. is? He's like, I forget how it goes, but he played like the first verse and chorus and then he forgot the rest of it. So he just started like improving, singing about the girl's sign. And it was really funny. <laughs> and then, yeah, he ended with the 12 string or 18 string madness. He played. Oh, dude, I wish I wish I could have been there, man. It was a night to remember. I can't lie. He he closed with Edge of Desire. Oh, I love Edge of Desire. And, like, hearing it live, I've listened to it, like, nine times in two days now. Just because, like, now that I've heard it live. Now you just need more I of it. I need more yeah. of it. I'm like, that is one of his best songs. It's so good. Someone had a sign that said that song is how they met their fiance. I don't know how that works, but cool. <laughs> um, and, yes. They met on a Reddit forum talking about that song. And I don't know, but that, I mean, I actually, I mean, weird, weirder stuff has happened. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, oh yeah. So anyways, I was researching around and I found someone like set up a tripod or something and recorded the whole concert on their phone and posted it on YouTube. And so I downloaded it and saved it onto my hard drive. Cause I think that's a really cool keepsake. I have like the entire concert downloaded now and I can like watch it and stuff. And I can hear all the oh. jokes again. And I'm 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 gonna show my kids. I'm be like, I was there. I was there. <laughs> I was at this show in that crowd, laughing at that joke, cheering at that song. Um, and yeah, then I got home and I was like, well, I have to, I have to troll. So, how late did you get home after this? Ah, uh, well, we got back to my brother's at like twelve thirty, and so I just left the next morning. Um, oh, okay. Okay, twelve thirty is not that bad. Yeah. When I went to see John Party, we didn't get back to and I didn't like actually get to my bed until like two AM. Well yeah, I didn't fall asleep. And that's we had to drive two hours 
Yeah. Maybe a little bit more than two hours. And then on the way back, like, after the concert ended, we didn't actually, like, leave the venue for, like, an hour because of how bad the traffic was. Like, we yeah, just couldn't get out. That's the benefit of the train is we just got off and left. Yeah, and you can just, you can just zoom. We were just yeah. gone. But, yeah, I posted some pictures. And my caption was, uh, Taylor could never, not going to lie. And, uh, what did you, what you, where'd you post them on? Oh, not, not on my main account. Cause there was like videos and stuff. We didn't actually really get pictures from it. Um, but yeah, I just, I posted and captioned it. Taylor could never, not going to lie. And you know, I got some people riled up and it was fun. <laughs> and I had some people like responding to my story with throwing up emojis. I'm like, shut up. And so one girl comments, one girl I know is a huge Swifty, the, the target audience of this post, um, right. says, you're right, Taylor would have 20 times more people attend. She could never do a little tour like this. To which I responded, she'd probably emit 20 times the carbon too. And because <laughs> they like that, they, they like their environment and stuff. Uh, it got pretty silent pretty fast down there. <laughs> uh, dude, I was like, I wasn't was snapping, like, I wasn't on my phone during the concert other than, like, the occasional video here or there. But you better believe I was sending. That's what I do, you know? I'm not getting on social media. I'm just, I might record. I might record a video. I did record all eight minutes of Freebird that John Party did. Like, if he's if he's playing Freebird, I'm recording uh, yeah, all of Freebird. That's it. But, yeah. I, like, outside the arena and stuff, I'm just, all the people I know that are diehard Swifties just snapping the merch stands of John Mayer and stuff and just, you know, my goat and everything. Just because they're so, the thing is, it's it's like a bully, right? I am a bully. And if you don't give me a reaction, I'm not going <laughs> to spam you with John Mayer stuff, but it's the fact that you act like it's a personal attack and that I have just like killed your family by mentioning John Mayer's name. Obviously when I go to a John Mayer concert, you're gonna get absolutely like unleashed upon with John Mayer pictures. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a nuisance and I love it. I'm proud of it. But Swifties need to grow up, man. Y'all are like forty now and you still can't grow yeah. up. Yeah. Well, they're all ages. They're everywhere. They're all over That's the, the spectrum. Problem. They're powerful, man. Yeah. There's like societies. Yeah. There's like Swifty well, societies at every Canadian group university. They're mo- they have this mob mentality, you know. <laughs> they're they're but dangerous. Realistically, push comes when to in, shove. When, right. If there's if a, you get a Swifty alone, if you back one into a corner, they're 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 weak. But if that's what I mean, if you let them, if you let them get in their numbers, you know. But let let's be honest here. A war breaks out between the Swifties and the sane people, right? The sane music fans. <laughs> and, and, the, and the sane people. <laughs> like, the Swifties are not winning a single Where are the Kanye fans during all this? Where are the Kanye fans? We know what they're doing in a war, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, they're off on the side doing stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> Um, we should move They're on. Doing side quests. <laughs> speaking of speaking of side quests, right? <laughs> on the train back, there were two guys who were just okay. like talking about the concert, and they were going oh. so in depth about everything. I'm like, did you not just enjoy the show? Like, 
They're like, oh yeah, man. But like when I saw him a few years ago, man, he did like a really similar solo on the guitar. Like I don't, is he just like running out of things to play or something? Like, and I was like, maybe it's just like a preference of the the riff he did. There. I'm like, you struggle to play a G chord. Don't lie. Did these dudes look like they enjoyed music, or did they look like nerds? I don't. They looked like nerds. I'll be honest. But I'm just like, dude, why would you pay so much money for a concert? You just what maybe they're like big guitar nerds maybe so i shouldn't judge but they were talking about how he went pop instead of blues which is true he john mayer did choose to go in a poppier direction instead of like hardcore blues but i do think there are like continuum is like a, a a blues album like you know there's plenty of blues out there he but he touches a lot of genres. He does. He does. He goes all over the place. But it was when they were they started talking about money. <laughs> so these two guys on the train, they're there like, yeah, like I mean, you know, he obviously went pop instead of blues. I'd say for what? Like I'm just gonna throw a number out there. I bet ten million. I'm like, what? What does that even mean? <laughs> like, you guys are trying I'd to bet act 10 like million. you know what you're talking about on a go train. <laughs> 10 million wait, wait, so what? like 10 million is what he made more than he would have made if he stayed blues and i hate to tell you i'm sure he's made more than 10 million dollars i'm gonna over the past decade look with how touring works i'm betting he's making substantially more than 10 million for this tour yeah. so i think it was just one of these moments where i was just like you're not that guy pal pull your <laughs> pants up like you're not that guy pal i i was just and me and my brother just looking at each other trying not to laugh like what are these guys on about but it was really like funny. i mean yeah you're gonna meet all kinds of people yeah and well actually me and grady talked about this when he was here well not like that specifically but like we kind of talked a little bit about i won't get like super into it but like we talked about some some people like, like when you look into a comment section, you have all kinds of people and you get like the person who thinks they're the main character <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, just saying a bunch of things and they're all upset and you're just like, who asked? No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, I get, I, Grady likes to call, well, he would say that those people think they're the main character or. Or he'd called. He was calling people NPCs while we were eating dinner, which there's I thought a was lot hilarious. of NPCs on the internet, though, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, there are. There's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> you know what I saw? Yeah. I saw something. It was actually really funny. Uh, I was a dude at an NBA game, and he was just like, "We're all just NPCs to these players' my careers." Yeah. And I, so I was thinking that at the John Mayer concert too. I was like, I am just a complete NPC, You're an NPC filler character to his journey as a musician. Yeah. But what if, what if false, well, you're an NPC at that moment, but what if, maybe that's not you, but I'm sure somebody else in that crowd is maybe going to get famous and meet him one day. You know, that many people at a concert. That'll be me. Maybe. It could. I'm Who knows, the next though? John Mayer. Maybe I already right. am. And you just don't know it. In about 10 years, you'll date a girl whose name rhymes with Taylor Swift, and she'll be, like, 12 Mailer years younger Biff. than you, and it totally won't be weird and sketchy, and then you definitely won't have a really bad breakup that divides both of your fan bases to apart. 
but notice how my fan base is going to be the good one. <laughs> you know? Right, right, right. She can run what off if... with the runs, man. She's free to do that. <laughs> She's. I don't want any part of that fan base. I'm sorry. Like, if That's I was fair. Taylor Swift, I'd probably quit. <laughs> I'd quit. I'd quit. I wouldn't tour. I'd tour exclusively for non-Swifties, man. The thing here's the thing, right? I like Taylor Swift just as much as the next person. I just am not going to sacrifice you? my life for Taylor Swift, but it's really fun to make fun of the people who will. <laughs> and so that's where I live. I live in this place of really enjoying Taylor Swift and also loving to make fun of her fan base because I think it's an absolute joke. But yeah, I'm you know I'm actually the more I've thought about recently, I think I don't well I don't know if John Mayer is necessarily better, but I think I enjoy his music as a whole more. Yeah. Than Taylor Swift. I would agree. I think it comes um, down to just I, the relatability of being a dude. Like naturally, I'm more. I think maybe about. that's part of it, but I there's just some albums that I don't like that Taylor has made. That too. Um, and John Mayer doesn't have an album that I dislike. Dislike. Yeah. And let's be honest, right? Taylor didn't make "Stop This Train." Hmm. On the flip mm. side, John John did not make Betty or August. That is fair. That's also true. Taylor cannot play neon. Right? <laughs> this is where we Taylor get probably muddy. can't play a twelve a twelve string guitar with also but also it has a second neck that has six strings, so it's actually an eighteen. Hence my guitar hence my caption, neck. Taylor could never not get a lie. Ta- Taylor could never not get a lie. <laughs> that's that's just I that's actually that's so good. I love that. <laughs> All my stuff is so like back of the or um wow there's like three phrases i went for there and just couldn't pull a single one well you're just you're just start you're just trying to start shit yeah yeah <laughs> all my comments are so like backhanded <laughs> and it's really funny to watch evan evan mad. doesn't hide from the smoke he, he runs no, towards dude, it dude i fully embrace it like we didn't really get a good picture at the concert we didn't really think to do it but, like, sure. had we had a good picture, I unapologetically would have posted it to my main account with all of my followers, which probably has a lot of Swifties that I don't even know are Swifties. But I would find out because I was going to caption it something like, you know, at Taylor Swift could never or like Swifties where you at or something like that. Yeah. But <laughs> it's they're so fun to make fun of, man. They're so useless. <laughs> Um, useless <laughs> oh my goodness the, Evan's Evan's just personally attacking all the Swifties out there nah. they're good for nothing <laughs> oh uh. neck's hurting now why does that happen now calm down Evan transition while cheap. I fix my neck alright um well speaking of dudes that make good music why don't we discuss, discuss, <laughs> discuss, um, Muscadine Bloodline and their newest album, Teenage Dixie, which came out like three or four weeks ago now at this point, but we didn't cover it last episode because we kind of wanted to just kind of focus on Morgan and that one. Mo Wallen. Um, and this album was interesting enough that we were like, let's, we still need it. Let's talk discuss. about it. Yeah. Uh, so, so here we are. Here we are doing discussing it. Discussing it. Yes, 
What? You're making a face. We're... What is that? Well, it's just like we said we're going to discuss it, and then neither of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, neither of us going. Well, why don't you, <laughs> why don't you go gonna, first? We're going to discuss it. <laughs> yep. um, All right, you go first. So I really like this album. To me, it's a very, like, solid listen. I don't mean – so when I say background music, that's often an insult. Tough. I don't mean background music as an insult in this instance. I think this is great background music. I think this is great, solid, neo-traditional country music with like a garage band like vibe to it. That is great. It'll play great in a lot of social settings. But when you focus on it, there's quite a bit to unpack too. It's not like it's hollow background music. It it it, it can work both ways, and I think that's one of the strengths. Like it's very playable, very replayable. Um, as for my favorite moments, I mean, me on you, come on. Yeah, like, it's still... It's still maybe the best one on the album for me. Although there are some contenders. Uh, another, this is a pre-release as well, but Inconvenience Store I really like. I do need to talk about one thing, though. So, for some reason, yeah. because I'm on Apple Music, Apple Music is doing this thing where it has me on you... And Evan Rudin downloaded twice. So, like, in my album, or in my library, the album is 18 songs long. It literally goes 1, it's 2, only supposed 3. supposed to be 16. Yeah, I know, because it goes, like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 4, 5, 6, 6, 7, 8, 9. Like, it's downloaded them twice, and every time I try and delete the duplicate, I show up the next day and it's back. I don't know why he's doing that, <laughs> but uh, anyways, that was bugging me. Steve Jobs has come back from the grave, and he's a big Muscadine Bloodline fan, so much so that he wants those two songs to be downloaded twice. Fair enough, they're you both know. good songs. Yeah. Um, I actually really like, I think Evan Rudin is like, it It would it maybe might be my favorite, excluding Me On You. Me On You is just such a like... It's so it's such, such a rare instance so of when a song is literally just perfect. Like, you know, that you can't get a bet they couldn't have done that song better. Um and that's what that is. My other favorites, yeah. I'd say Devil Died in Dixie. I think that's a I think it's a really dope song. Especially with the little monologue. It is cool. And there's the intro the interlude mo- inter- interlude monologue thing. Yeah, Jaren can't talk. I can't. I uh, I do like the the two closers, knife to a gunfight, shootout in Saraland. I like those both, and I kind of just like how it goes from like knife fight to shootout. Um, I I don't know something about me just kind of likes that those are knife to, to back. a gunfight, shootout in Saraland. Yeah, but yeah, overall I think it's like just a solid, very replayable, very likable, very shareable album. Like I feel like this is one that you could send to people and they get on board with pretty fast. Yeah. yeah. What do you what do, what do you think, Jaron? Well, <clears throat> after having listened to it probably at least four or five times now, I think the thing that's actually kind of stuck out the most is that it after their their last album last year, Dispatch the Sixteenth Ave, was a little bit more like straightforward, like traditional, like kind of like Texas country. I feel like. Um, 
And then They're this Alabama one, Alabama Boys. This one is almost a blend of that album and then the album before it, Burn It at Both Ends. I hear that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Although I think it, it I think it leans more in the Burn It at Both Ends direction. It's a little bit more like punk rock almost sometimes mm-hmm. in terms of just how the vibe and the sound and like the energy. Yeah. Like Teenage Dixie kind of kind of feels like a countryified pop rock song and the teenage dixie and it, it also just the name is kind of reminiscent of teenage dirtbag and it's like it just i don't know it, it feels poppy not poppy sorry punky um and well that's a good thing because i really like burn it at both ends i like burn it at both ends more than dispatch to 16th ave which i still think is a crazy take it might be um i don't think i'm gonna be honest i think there's a I think there's some really good songs on Dispatch, Dispatch to 16th Ave, but there's there's just some maybe I maybe a lot of it's because it reminds me of like it might be nostalgia like the sound it might just like hit the right nostalgia notes and uh, like burn it at both ends drunk tattoo here goes nothing wrong side of goodbye there's just a bunch of really good bangers on that. And like oh maybe I'm the crazy one, but I still this past the 16th Ave is still my favorite Muscadine album, not by a mile, but like I don't have to think very hard to say that it's my favorite. Okay, which speaks highly of their uh, their discography so far. They have three really good albums, but I prefer. I probably need to revisit that album if I'm being honest. I really like the title track, Dispatch the 16th Ave, but. The only other song I really like remember is I, I Dying for a Living and then No Pedal Steel. And then no I don't really remember anything else. Too good. It's it's that's a, that is a good song. Dead on a Rival um, Bangs. The Toll. I also Yeah, Teenage Sixty I think I do like it a little bit more than Dispatch. Not that Dispatch is bad. No, no I think no, I just really all... Yeah. I, I think it's just the that kind of pop pop punk like rock vibe and it's kind of this really seamless fusion with this like a country sound yeah and they do it really they do it really well they're so charismatic and likable the country like palette but they just the attitude is very punky the attitude yeah that's where it comes from and like you said it's a cool blend that they pull off very well i really like pocket full of 90s country it has a lot of energy but i would that's also but i almost found that like not corny but I don't know. That wasn't one of my favorites, I'm going to be honest. Okay. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I haven't like gone like super deep into the lyrics of that song, but it just seems fun. Oh, so. it is. <laughs> uh, Made Her That Way is also really good. Me On You is really good. The first six, even seven tracks. That's a really good run, I think. Mm-hmm. The first seven tracks. I really like Evan Rudin, Crying in a GMC. Inconvenience Store is so fun. It's so fun. I really like it. And I, I it reminds me a lot of, actually, um, a movie that has some ties to country music called Hell or High Water, which is great. And it's potentially a movie that we'll cover on the pod. Um, in that uh, movie, actually, they play a, a Chris Tapleton song. Um outlaw state of mind which is really just it has a fat guitar like in it really good um but it reminds me a lot of that movie because that movie uh involves robbing like the two main characters are 
are criminals mm-hmm. and they're robbing stores and stuff like that and it's uh it's pretty cool i just think that i think that song in particular is really well written yeah there's, a, there's some humor in it and it's also kind of still kind of like i don't know it kind of gives you mixed feelings in the same way that maybe like um crap are you looking for weight in the truck <laughs> yes wait <in> the truck <laughs> It's I, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting tired. It's ten. It's ten forty. I'm an old man. It's ten um, thirty nine. Waiting the a similar feeling to waiting the truck in the sense that like, waiting the truck is definitely a little bit more ambiguous morally, kind of like how should I feel? But with inconvenience store, you're following the two characters and they're obviously not great people. So it's like yeah, there's yeah, there's a the similar one, feeling there. The one detail I love in that <clears throat> song is when, um. Is it is it when he goes? Why'd you have to say? Why'd my you say name? my name? That's thank you. Yeah. I I couldn't remember which name they were saying, um, but who? Which one do they say? I think he says Gary's name. Yeah, and he's like, "Why'd you say my name?" And I, I love that little Why'd detail. You? It almost makes it feel lived the way they know. Um, <clears throat> the way they know what to do. Also, speaking of like crime, right? I was <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, interesting segue. Continue. So I was leaving work today, right? And as many of you know, I work in a home sense. And so we have a pickup door where people come to pick things up. And it, we're, we're closed. It's dark. It's a dead plaza. Like, I'm going home. <clears throat> and as I'm driving home, I realize, huh, that's a full briefcase tucked on the side of the door. I'm like, and I know the community I'm in. I'm like, right. So that <laughs> cannot, someone didn't forget their briefcase tucked on the side of a pickup door of a plaza that is closed on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, I went to loop back wow. to tell my manager like, hey, um, I don't know what we want to do here, but. And anyways, as I'm driving back <clears throat> to the front of the store, I see, ah, oh, there's now a, a cop parked <laughs> in our parking lot. And I'm just like, that's mighty strange. And he's facing the other way, but he has a rear view mirror. And so I'm like, oh, the cop will handle it. So I like loop around. And now I'm worried the cop thinks I am like checking, which maybe sure. he is. Maybe my house is going to get raided. Then as I'm <laughs> going back and driving, like, um... I, you know, I go down the side of the building and I'm going to turn right to go to the road and leave because left, if you turn left, it's just like empty, like concrete area where the trucks unload and stuff. Like it's just garbage bins and stuff. And I see, ah, there's just a vehicle on waiting behind our building. And I'm just like this is nothing I want to get involved with. So I turned my music up and went home. <laughs> but I was like, something is definitely happening here. So <laughs> that's my story. Oh, wow. If it was money, maybe I should have taken the briefcase, to be honest. Just run up, take the briefcase and yeah, run away. Bro, if it, if there's... You'd be in a little bit of trouble if it was like hard drugs. So that's the problem, right? If I, <laughs> if I You open it up and there's just a bunch of cocaine. Pros yeah, that's an pros issue. Pros and cons. <laughs> one i take the briefcase 
There is a cop watching. There's a bunch of cocaine and meth. Because we have a <laughs> meth problem. So I now have a briefcase of meth. Well, that's not great. Right. However, on the flip side, if I take that briefcase and it's full of cash, I have not committed a crime. <laughs> right? There is no law against taking a briefcase of cash. Like, if there's a yeah. $20 bill... You just on, found it. I just found it. Maybe I nabbed it from a drug lord who's going to come after me, but I may have just made 10K. That's a pretty good tip. Yeah. So was it... Pretty good. Would it have been worth it <clears throat> to <laughs> test my luck, take a 50-50, and see which end <laughs> of the deal I'm picking up? Spin the chamber. Even though there is a cop watching. Play, play a little Russian roulette. Yeah, because if it's drugs, well, I'm screwed. Yeah. If it's money, well, I just made a... Yeah. Well, I guess what you should do is walk up to it, try to open it, and if it's drugs, then don't, then just run away. <laughs> maybe don't, maybe don't take the briefcase immediately. I mean. Oh, yeah. Go up, take a peek. If it's money, grab it. <laughs> if it's drugs, leave it. Cop comes up to me. Why'd you leave that briefcase? Well, I don't there's want drugs. drugs. In it. There's drugs in it. I don't want the drugs. Or alternatively, there's money in it. Why'd you take the briefcase? There's money in it. Because there's money in it. <laughs> well, shoot, maybe I should have done that. I probably would have got shot, but Yeah. You know. It's probably it's probably better. It's not that a scene I'm not. trying to get myself wound up in. Not right, a web right. I'm trying to get spun in. Anyways, mm-hmm. that was my side note of crime. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll finish up giving my thoughts on this album. Um, so I'm going to be honest. <clears throat> He's going to be honest, guys. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I'm not honest often. You know, I lie to you guys a lot. I'm a, a bold-faced liar. Um, I don't... I found myself not having a hard time paying attention towards the second half of the album. Like, just because... <laughs> When you start making albums that are, like, more than, like, 11 or 12 tracks long, it's, like, they're less digestible just because, like, they're so long. Like, you know, I mean, it's not like a Morgan Wallen album, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I rem- I remember the songs at the beginning better than I do at the end. Now, that being said, I think I like Azalea Blooms. Yeah. But I just know that, like... Like, I would turn on this album to listen to it, and I'd probably get, like, through the first 11 tracks, and then I'd pause the album because I had to go do something, and then I, like, I wouldn't finish the last five. And that probably happened a few times. So it's just, like, I just hate long albums. As for album <laughs> length, because I've been thinking about it for a bit, I feel like, uh, because there are some albums that are, like, over an hour long that I have no issue with, whereas there are some albums that are, like, 48 minutes. I'm like, okay, this is too long. And, I mean, it does come sure. down to the quality of the music. Is is the length justified? Does it actually need to be this long? But I think... I don't with- mind this one's length. I just think... I just think in general, usually, even if the album is good, I would just... Pre- I just prefer a smaller album. Here's my thing. Like, with country... Uh-huh. I generally want smaller albums. And I think it's because gen- like with country music, the songs are going to be three to four minutes, right? They're going to be this. They're going to be that. It is a more structured. 
I would argue it, it is 95% of the time a more structured genre than something like R&B, right? Mm-hmm. Where they can kind of bounce all over the place. That Neither is better or worse. They're just different. But I'm saying like you can only have so many individual three-minute acoustic country songs in a row before you kind of start to get tired. Because on the flip side... Like I would look to I would look to Blonde by Frank Ocean, right? That album's an hour long. Yet it flies by me every single time I listen to it. But, you know, it flips back and forth. Like here's a thirty second interlude. Here's a two minute phone call from his mom. Here's a six minute super all over the place synth song. Here's a Yeah. Like it, it, it it flows differently, and I think the long, short, long, short song interlude thing helps it flow along better. Whereas I feel like in country, since the songs are generally more structured, since you're not gonna get, or you're less likely to get like a a phone call from a mama interlude or any big drastic changes like that. Sure. I feel like naturally they lend themselves to shorter albums. Nothing to do. Yeah, with I don't. The I don't music, disagree with that project. point. Mm-hmm. No, that, you bring up some good some good points there, actually. And I, I would say I probably do agree with that for the most part. It's hard to... I don't know. For me, it's hard to to kind of put into words. I think it just kind of... I think some of it is genre. But I also think sometimes just how an album gets ends up getting put together. I don't know. <laughs> like, some of them work for me, some of them don't. Like, one album... That's a decent length. Like, I have the deluxe version of Divide by Ed Sheeran. And I really like that album. Um, And I'm pretty sure the deluxe version is, like, at least, like, 16 tracks or 17 tracks long. Which isn't, like, a horribly long album by modern standards. But it's still not a 10-track album. And that's one album I can throw on and... I can listen to every song and be like, yeah, this is, this is solid. I also think it comes down to the but environment. Also, or sorry. You keep yeah. Going. Well, <clears throat> and that being said, I've been listening to that album for like, I think it came out in 2017. So like six years, this album's only been out for three months. So it's like, maybe, maybe this is one of those albums. Maybe I just need to keep trying to listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> I think one thing also is like the setting in which I'm listening to this music, like, when I listen to country, or it's it's more it's this lends itself more to like a more ambient style of like R and B or folk that I like. If I'm just if it's late at night and I just want to vibe out, or if I'm going to watch a sunset or something, right? I will. I want to sit in that moment for a bit. I don't necessarily you'll put a little. You'll put a little six nine on, right? Yeah, get the the baby bump. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll put on like a. It got the sticky up. Oh my. <laughs> That's where I want like an album that flows from song to song, and it is a bit longer because I'm gonna be here for a minute, and it gets a little atmospheric and it goes all over the place. Whereas country, I'm generally gonna be listening to like when I'm working or when I'm driving or when I'm just trying to have a good time. Or, I mean, there's obviously environments in which I'm listening to country music in a sad setting or a more reflective setting, obviously. But right. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I like my country albums shorter. And I feel like the more, I don't know, the more 
more vibey, the more atmospheric you go into the folk or R&B area. That's where I want it. Like, come on, give me, give me a little more. Let's not cut ourselves sure. short here. I, uh, I think just across the board, I want shorter albums. I don't, I don't care who the hell you are. <laughs> <laughs> but if Frank Ocean dropped a three-hour album, I wouldn't now, what complain. I, what I'm not against is like dropping an album that clearly is like two, like two kind of like things. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like, and actually, Dangerous is kind of this way because while it is technically a 30 or 33 track album, it for it like was originally just 30 tracks, and then and it was it was kind of split halfway through the middle. It was like disc one and disc two. Uh, one thing at a time is not like that. So no, one thing um, at a time is just a monster. But I, I feel like there's some other. I feel like I think Cody Johnson's uh, Human was kind of split apart, maybe. But not really, like, man. Like, I could be wrong. It was just an 18 song album. No, it was just 18 songs. It was yeah. advertised as like having a side A, side B, but I'm like, dude, it's just an 18 song album. Like, now I will say, as far as country albums go, that are 18 tracks long, I think that's one of the better ones for sure. That's one of the best. That ones. album yeah. kills it. I wouldn't want that to be any shorter than it is, and that's that album's over an hour long as well. I so, love that album. It's all situational. When I'm when I'm talking about album lengths and stuff, it's a it's all situation. I was just making general statements. Like generally speaking, this is the rule. Maybe Cody's sure. the exception. But Um But I guess uh we'll kinda wrap this up on the uh Muscadine Bloodline part train. of this. Um I really like this album. I guess I kinda get my general thoughts, but just to recap, I think Teenage Dixie is kinda in the middle as far as their three L- uh LPs that they have, uh Teenage Dixie would be number two. Um, Burn It At Both Ends would be number one. And then Dispatch would be, like, right behind uh, this one, uh, right behind Teenage Dixie. I don't know what number I'd... I don't know, probably, like, a 7 out of 10 for this one. Maybe, it's like, 6 out of 10. I thought you were trying to work out which number Dispatch is in your order. I'm like, that's number three. <laughs> that's number three. Sorry. I was like, how are you stuck on this? But then I was like, oh, he's talking about what do you rate the album. Yeah. My bad. Well, yeah. Musk and I Bloodline album, very good. Do you want to take the reins for uh, old Dirks? Sure, I'll do Dirks. Because I'm going to be honest, um, I meant to get around to this album. I still haven't. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, oh, you just haven't? Okay. I have not gotten around um, to the Dirks. I have, well, I'll just talk about uh, my relationship with Dirks Bentley Ooh, first off. Is it romantic? Um, I mean, I wouldn't mind if it was. You know, look at that hair. Like I'm not. Honestly, um, I don't know. It's kind of interesting my past with Dirks because my my kind of I've always just with his catalog. It's always just been I know all of his popular songs, and I've just never really gone and listened to a Dirks album. Um, I think one time, probably like four years ago, I listened to the Mountain like once all the way through. Um, but I couldn't like besides Burning Man and Woman Amen and Living, which were the three singles off of that album. I couldn't tell you. And besides the title track, I couldn't tell you another song off of it. But I've heard from people that's a great album. So I guess all that to say is, all that to say is that like I've never really been like a. A Dirk's guy, and that's nothing against him. 
I really like most of the songs that I've heard by him, actually. Like, uh, I actually feel like he's usually pretty consistent in terms of quality. Now, there is, like, Beers on Me's pretty lackluster, you know. Um, but, like, he's got some decent stuff. And also, it was brought to my attention recently that his name is Dirks. And you might be saying, Jaron, of course his name is Dirks, you dummy. Did you think it was Dirk? No, 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 no. What I mean by that is, like, I've always known his name was Dirks, but I never, like, really thought about it. What? Because that's just of... a really, that's just, like, a really interesting name. What, like, what kind of point is this? The, his name, the name's his name Dirks. Dirks. I, I never really sat <laughs> down and thought about that. Well, his, it's, the Dirks is just a really. name is Dirks. <laughs> it's a really unique name, and his last name is Bentley. So, like, it's just, like. Not a lot of people have that last name either. So it's Dirks Bentley. It's just a it's a really unique name. His name isn't like his name isn't like Chris, you know, or like Bob. His name is Dirks. <laughs> bro, Bob you know what I'm catches saying? so much smoke, bro. The name Bob <laughs> just it's the go Or even Joe, like average average names. Yeah. Like Dirks is just not average is I guess I don't know. It's just a, I find him to be an interesting person. And I find his name very interesting. I still and that can't. was brought to that was brought to my attention because I was listening to a song in the car this past Friday and my, my sister was in the car and she was like, That guy's name is Dirks Bentley? And I was like, Yeah, I guess. Fair. <laughs> yeah. I still uh, can't believe his It's his first album in five years. Yeah, because I think The Mountain was his last one. Twenty eighteen. Right? It just it feels like he stayed so relevant. But it's been um, half well, a decade since his last album. That's a weird thought. So I'm pretty sure in 2020 he released a single called "Gone." I think. Yeah, that was 2020. And he, well, he released a couple singles. He had released um, he released "Gone" in 2020, and then he did "Beers on Me" in 2021 with Breland and Hardy. Um, and then he had. He had a song with uh, Billy Stream. Oh wait, no, I think no, that one's on the that one's on this album. But he had like those two songs, and I felt like when he released Gone, he was like, I f- I'm pretty sure he was like gearing up for a new album. And that that I don't I th- I don't think the album that we just got is the album that we were going to get. Yeah, you think I feel like we fell were, through in between. I think I think there was an yeah I think there was an album that was supposed to come out like two years ago. Um. Hmm. It had a vibe, like, it actually has a, I, I don't mind the the album cover, or the the image he uses on the cover of Gone, that single. Mm-hmm. That single is also a little bit more popular than I realized. It has 60 million streams. I thought it was just okay. Um, but, I'll get to Gravel and Gold. Um, I'm going to start with the, uh, with the art the album cover um because i haven't been able to decide if i like it or don't (laughs) (laughs) um i i think the mountain is really cool because it's like it's his like silhouette and it's like faded it's like the colors are faded and like desaturated and then Mm -hmm. and then there's like a a like picture of like like some like woodland pines at like but it's like a See, it's like hard to describe, but it's. I think it's just a cool, it's a cool, uh, kind of design for an album, 
And then this one is just a really big, like his forehead is very prominent. And he's like, what's he, what's he looking at? Is he like peeing at the urinal? Is he looking at his wing? Like, what's he, like, what's he looking at down there? And then like, and then what is he wearing? Cause it kind of looks like he's wearing a suit, but it's so dark that I can't tell. And so I don't, and then everything is, he looks very, I don't know. And so the colors feel very kind of t- 2000-y to me. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like a faded, like, weird. Like, his skin is not that co- I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I just don't know how to feel about the album cover. Uh, but it's, I will say, this being my first, like, full in-depth Dirks album, I had a fairly pleasant experience. Um... I think there's more good than there's nothing like bad. There's nothing like we don't have a there's no put it on ice on this album. You know, there's there's a uh there there is a more consistent and higher <laughs> bar, I think. Um uh the opener is actually one of the weaker songs, I think. It's 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 one of those situations where I I maybe would compare it to Brett Eldridge's last album. Yeah. Um, where the opener was kind of like, like I could take it or leave it, honestly. Yeah. Um, but uh, the next song, Sunsets in Colorado, is nice. Um, I'm pretty sure Dirk's, just from hearing it, I don't actually know for a fact, but just from hearing it, I, I feel like Dirks was a, a writer on the, that second track. I'm, sh- I'm sure he probably was a co-writer on most of these. Mm-hmm. But um, I so the ones that stand out to me the most, though, mm, Heartbreak Drinking Tour is a lot of fun, third track. Um, I really like Something Real. Um, uh, Cowboy Boots is probably the best song on the album with Ashley McBride. That's, that one's a nice one. Um, gold is all right. The title, uh, well, the kind of title track, because it talks about gravel and gold in the song, but the name of the song is just gold. Um, walking each other home. The ninth track is pretty decent. Um, and then high note with Billy strings is pretty fun. And all the other, all the other ones I didn't name were like passable, serviceable country songs. Like this is, this is a solid record. Yeah. Um, it's probably not one that I'm going to come back to like all the time, but there's like, there's, I added like three or four of the, the songs that I just named into the, what are we listening to playlist? So they were, they were good enough, I think. Cause, uh, I really enjoyed them specifically cowboy boots. If you're like, if, like if, if you're listening to the pod and you're like, not sure if you want to listen to this album, I would say if you're on the fence about that, I would say just listen to the features. Listen to the Ashley McBride song and listen to the Billy Strings song. Um, also, I think it's stupid and funny that Dirks Bentley had a song with Billy Strings on an actual album before Luke Combs did. <laughs> like, Luke Combs has done a song with Billy Strings, <clears throat> and it's probably one of his best ones. And he just hasn't done another collaboration with Billy strings like officially on an album, which I think is just kind of a missed opportunity on this album either. Mm, Yeah, I don't think we are. Um, but yeah, it's a solid album. Uh, It makes me at some point I will probably hopefully sooner than later, go back and listen to dirt, a Dirk's album. Um, 
Maybe I'll start with like perm dirks. You know, I, I don't know. He's like quite a fan of uh, even though it's one of his like I don't know, definitely more some more moments of experimentation. I always kind of liked his Black album from 2016. That's what a lot of people have said. They've, a lot of people have said Black is pretty good. I do know the song Black. Um, but that was a single, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and I know Somewhere on a Beach, but that was a single. And I know Different for Girls, but that was a single. I also know that I feel like a lot of people don't like that song. Because it is kind of buns. <laughs> it's just well, weird. It just doesn't make sense. Well, it's different for girls, Evan. So, like, shut up. <laughs> no, it ain't. You're not special. Um, is it like one of the? Is it is similar situation to like a uh, Chris Jansen take a drunk girl home, or is it? <clears throat> it's like because um, I I feel like there was a little bit of like people were always like, ooh, that's creepy. Where I was, I feel like I don't know. I feel like, like some people. I feel like some people read into that song a little bit too much. Dude, he's trying to help a girl. I've never understood yeah. the criticism of that song. People criticizing no. that. I'm like, just shut up. You're just looking for a place to be angry. I think that's actually a pretty good song. I Chris like James that song. Uh, Different for Girls is basically like um, when there's a breakup, mm-hmm. it's different for girls. I forget the examples he used. Or let me, does oh. he have the lyrics posted here? Um, Yeah, just saying that she can't just... Go, girls can't just go to a bar and hang out with their friends uh, to get over a breakup. It's like, okay, what? Okay, actually, like, I okay, yeah, okay. Now I'm remembering. So, I actually want to talk about that. Um, yeah, I disagree with that. <laughs> I think everyone. Now, does. I will say, I do. Maybe like, oh, I do. I would say that probably. Yeah, I would say maybe the, maybe like over fifty percent of girls probably don't handle the break breakups the same as some guys would. But there are definitely girls that, after a breakup, make horrible decisions and are toxic and do horrible things, just like other guy, just like some guys would. It goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So, I get what the song is trying to say, but it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you tried. Yeah. You yeah. swung. You missed. Yeah, you missed. Um. But yeah, it's a decent album. Decent album. So listen to it if you want to. Should we? Uh... I I feel, I kind of feel bad for him because it like released and I feel like I feel like it just kind of released and I'm sure a lot well, of like the diehard Dirks week, fans are listening to it. It but, was the like, week before Wallen. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it was tough. always going to be tough. Wally. I do think um, Muscadine's actually getting similar streaming numbers to Dirks, and their albums came out. Much I think the, the Musk. I think the Muscadine album came out. Oh, it was the same weekend. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, February twenty fourth. Um, so like, for, and for Muscadine to be still be independent and stuff, that's that's pretty actually impressive. still really that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, uh, Evan, what are you? Uh, what are you listening to? It's crazy that you asked that because I actually, I have an album picked out in case anyone asked me. And mm. so it's just crazy that you asked. That, it's wild that we that we. This is gonna go this. really out there. Like oh, this okay. is so random, and it's a very popular album from a bit ago. So it's not like some obscure thing you've never heard of. I'm more just bringing it back to your attention because I had never actually listened through this album all the way. 
Okay. And so I am. This is probably my most out there album I've ever brought in the sense of it just not remotely. Is this a Veggie Tales compilation album? Dang it, bro! Called it. (laughs) Um, It's it's the Veggie Tales Jonah and the like the big fish (laughs) like soundtrack remix. (laughs) Some Uh, of the songs on that from that movie are bangers, bro. (laughs) They go crazy. crazy. I am bringing Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper because. Yeah, I know. It's so brutally out there. But I was just thinking, I, I forget even why or when, but I was, I was just on a roll of like, or maybe it, maybe it was when I was listening to Blonde, and I was just thinking of like 2016 way back in the day. What life was like in 2016. I just remember Chance the Rapper was the biggest deal, and then he had this like brutal fall off because um, hmm. his big day album sucked. And we were talking about... Um, for some reason, we were talking about Chance the Rapper at church because it, someone was like, hey, he did like a How Great Is Our God gospel version on his coloring book album. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't realize that, but everyone listened to it. So anyways, seven years late to the party, I decided to, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to check out Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper because everyone always loved it back in the day. And hmm. even though I was seven years late, I really liked this album. And now it, it's kind of like my... It's starting to warm up a little bit, kind of. It's getting into summer slowly, and this album's helping me get in that mood. It's very much a summer album. It's very all over the place. But I kind of just mess with it. And I, I was I was thinking of what to bring. There's a few things I was going to bring. I was like, I could bring John Mayer, because I went to the John Mayer show. I could bring the new Drayton Farley album, because it's really good. I could bring numerous different like folk EPs that I've been listening to, but I was like, honestly, kind of just want to bring coloring book. <laughs> and so here we are. I would say my favorite songs from coloring book. No problem with Lil Wayne. Uh, when I heard it, I was like, okay, I've heard this before, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a, kind of a vibe. Same drugs is actually a really good song. I do enjoy that. Uh, and then, like, low-key, the How Great with Jay Electronica. It's like the How Great Is Our God, but, like, a big choir version that turns into, like, a synth thing. It's really freaking dope. And so it's hmm. really out there. Frankly, it probably would have made more... In retrospect, it would have made more sense for me to bring anything else that I mentioned, like the Drayton Farley album, like John Mayer, like any of the folk EPs. But I was like, I, don't, I mean, it's fine. You know what? You know what? Co- coloring Book by Chance the Rapper is what I've been listening to. That's what we're going to Yeah. Yeah. I need to, I don't know if you, I don't know if I've talked about it much, but I went through a, I still listen to rap a little bit on occasion, but I went through a, a, a decent, well, it was minor, but I went through a rap phase, like eighth grade for, and then like freshman <laughs> year of high school, like a year and a half of my life. And like, I listened to like G easy, <laughs> like a lot. And like, and his. I'm not gonna lie. Every now and then, I still go back to Jeezy's first couple albums. Every now and then, and I'm like, just like it goes so hard, bro. It just does. It just they go hard. Um, and I'm like a lukewarm Kanye fan. I'm not even a fan. I just he has a couple songs that I know and I like. I, enjoy. I like Kanye's music. Yeah, um, I'm not condoning what he does in his spare time. <laughs> it's really funny because. My buddy Joe, is, like, he used to 
he would tell people while hesitant sometimes that he was a Kanye fan, but especially now that like, I remember when this stuff started happening a few months ago, like, like the real stuff with like the, like the weird, like yep. Hitler, you know, that yeah, stuff. Know. And, uh, Joe was like, man, Kanye is making it really hard right now. <laughs> he is making it hard, but here, here's the thing, right? So yeah. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> I'm just going to run through his albums real quick for you. So we got Kanye? the college dropout. Yeah, college dropout. Great album. Late registration. Great album. Graduation. Phenomenal album. 808s and heartbreaks. Not not one of my favorites, but it's it's okay. It has its moments. My beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Fantastic album. Watch the throne with Jay Z. Pretty friggin' good album. Yeezus. Again, not my favorite Kanye album. In fact, it might be my least favorite, and I know that's going to piss a lot of people off. Wait, which one? Yeezus. That's your least favorite, okay. The Life of Pablo. I know people really like that one. Scattered, but very good. Yay. Arguably my favorite Kanye album, despite being very short. Phenomenal album. Kids See Ghosts, pretty good. Let me hold the thought on Jesus because I forgot about Jesus King. Jesus King. <laughs> uh, that we're gonna put that on the bottom. <laughs> okay, that's tough. I, okay, I'm scrolling through. Jesus King got on, you on the bottom. Donda. Though. Okay, wait, hold on. Not Real Donda quick. two. Hold on, let me. Finish. On Jesus there's, there's is King. There's one left. There's one left. No, no. <laughs> Donda, not Donda two. Whatever that mess was with the stem player, but Donda the original. Fantastic album. One of my favorites from Kanye. So like, this is the problem. The dude makes insanely good music. But if Kanye were to drop an album tomorrow, right? I don't know if I could get behind it the way I can get behind any of his older music. So, ah. Uh, ah. Uh, sorry, you say your thing now. Um, On Jesus is King, which I have listened to a decent amount. Just because I was interested. I was intrigued when it released. I, was, I like, was too. I was just like, dang, you really had to do it like this? But then he corrected it with Donda. I was like, this is how you make spiritual rap friggin cool jesus king yeah. is kind of buns well it's i don't think it's bad it's it's just it's kind of just Dog, like a did straight you hear closed on sunday come on now <laughs> also also i did um use this gospel though on that album i think is i really enjoy it Fair. and a, a big part of that is kenny g's um saxophone solo Fair. i really like that song like a lot we need to talk about clothes on Sunday. We need to talk about Chick Fil A. <laughs> I went to Chick Fil A okay. the first time because me and some friends were out of town, and on our way back, they were like, "Oh, should we stop at Chick Fil A? Because there's not many in Canada." I was like, "Oh, I've, I've never." You been to told Chick-fil-A. this to me. We didn't talk about this on an episode, right? Uh, did we? I don't know. You've told this to me though. We talked uh, about Chick Fil A. I forget. Like me and you did. Well, it okay, might have been well, after. If this was not on an episode. Then I'm going to tell it. If it was, I apologize. I'm still going to tell it. Okay, go ahead. Because Chick-fil-A's buns. We went there and I was just super <laughs> underwhelmed. I was like, wow, this is... Yeah. And I, and let me just say mean? this. Evan got the wrong order. His I stupid... I got what can- no, no. my friends got. His, well, your friends are stupid and you shouldn't listen to any more of their advice. Because <laughs> obviously they have zero brain cells. They told him to get a grilled chicken sandwich. Now, I'm sure there's some people that exist that enjoy that. 
But like just as a blanketed like factual thing that that that's just how life is, a breaded chicken sandwich is just going to taste better than a grilled chicken sandwich. Like one hundred percent of the time. Like across the board or are you talking Chick-fil-A? I, I mean generally. Like if like if you're at a good chicken place, the the bread and there's an option between grilled and breaded. Like like the Popeye's breaded chicken sandwich. Busting. I've been told that KFC's chicken sandwich is pretty good. I've never had it. Chick-fil-A's breaded chicken sandwich is better than the grilled one. I think the grilled one is edible, but I can imagine it being underwhelming. But also, you're not supposed to order the grilled chicken sandwich, in my opinion. Like, that's not the thing to get at at Chick-fil-A. It's the, you just get a deluxe chicken sandwich with, like, a medium waffle fry, and then get you some honey mussy to go with the... salty fries. Yeah. Um, also, but we did talk about this. I remember. Um, like you could have just been at a like those Canadians maybe just didn't know what. They oh, were doing. maybe like that's okay. That, I forget if this is on the podcast or not, but I know we talked about this. That's fine. We're talking about it. They can skip it if they want. I think we skip did ahead talk a few minutes. About it on the podcast, actually. Ah, well, we definitely we did. Were, this is hundred percent when we went off about begin again we started rambling for a while oh my god we're you're right ourselves from last week <laughs> bro we're 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 so yeah we're, we're sorry but anyway jaron what are you listening it, to that's a possibility <laughs> um i'm glad you asked evan because do you have an album ready too i do oh my gosh well i i, don't, I actually don't really just have an album i have like an artist i guess Ooh. um I'm sure you're at, you've actually probably heard of the Warren Treaty. Um, they've been uh, in the past year. They've been a little bit more relevant, and I think some of that is politics. But they deserve it because they're really good. But sadly, I feel like they aren't get they're getting a light shown them for political reasons and not because they're good. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a, a a duo, a black duo. Um, they make kind of like country adjacent, like soul, bluesy, just really vibey music. Um, and I would actually sometimes sonically, instru- instrumentation wise, compare it to Micah Cook. Or Edwards. Is that his name? Micah Edwards. Micah Edwards. I think yeah. Micah Cook was a guy I went to college with. <laughs> I'm getting, I am getting tired. Um, yes, Micah Edwards. Um, I would compare it a little bit to that, but they're very like, they almost like, it's not gospel, but in terms of like sound, they like belt out a lot, you know, and you're going to get that in gospel stuff. They just, it's just really good. I've heard people it's talking like, about this album. Um, yeah, this is the, so their new album is called, uh, I think lover's game. Yeah. Yep. It's really good. It's really good. But I have heard, before this album came out, I had heard other stuff by them. And, like, Are You Ready to Love Me, which I think is off of their fur, their album from 2018, that's a really good track. Um, Five More Minutes is, like, probably still my favorite song by them. And it's, it's like, it feels like a modern-day classic to me. And almost in the same sense that, like, um, like, Ain't No Mountain High, you know that song? Ain't yeah. No Mountain like, No, I don't it know has that a song. S- uh, shut up, Evan. Look, sometimes you don't know things. Like, sometimes you don't know to not get a grilled chicken sandwich at Chick-fil-A. Okay? Anyway, it feels kind of like a 
I'm not gonna say it's I can't it's hard to immediately say it's it feels it just gives me a similar vibe I guess to that song um five, it's just so good five more minutes um but lover's game um came out uh only like two weeks ago march 10th and it's it's like really good um and it only has 10 tracks so that is like oh chef's kiss um the fifth track that's how love is made is really good the title track lover's game is really good um i really liked angel uh the best i have was really good um gosh like they're just all have you a heart the closer is really nice too um this is just a really really good album i was actually a little surprised at how good it was like i like i had heard their stuff before but i was like they stepped it i was like i was like oh hey now hey now wait a minute but uh this is a super vibey album like i could probably honestly i could see myself like I don't know. I'm a weird guy, and I listen to all kinds of different music. Um, there's some albums or songs that like just make me want to roll my windows down and like drive really fast. And this album has like some songs are just so happy on it that they just like you just want to roll the windows down, and I, that makes me excited for summer too. You were talking about summer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just a really good album. So I would highly recommend checking out Lover's Game, but more specifically, I would just check out all of the Warren Treaties music. All of it, because it's all really good. Real quick um, on the... What? Oh, this is really random, but before... Were you going to move on? Move on to the next or were segment? You, were you saying... Were you? Did you have something else to say about Warren Treaties? Nah. I don't have anything um, else. On topic of what I'm truly listening to. Oh, okay. Wow, Evan. Wow, <laughs> Evan. You get to bring two different things? Wow. <laughs> no, I was just, just Evan's... scrolling through my... I was just scrolling okay. through my my library and I, okay. I forgot i found this i didn't know this is an actual song i thought it was just a meme sound but like do you know the like wizard memes and stuff the wizard memes like with like the old pictures of wizards and stuff it's like me and the boys going to get the czar or something oh like medieval kind of meme things yeah. uh yeah so the the song is actually on like streaming services called Gandalf pack <laughs> and it's <laughs> the Gandalf pack just not the just Gandalf Gandalf pack, pack. and okay. if you look it up it's by a guy named XAC okay it goes it goes absolutely crazy if you just want to listen to it in the back okay okay <laughs> Gand- I'm looking it up right a now. side quest in real time when you listen to this song that <laughs> just made I'm sorry it's so random but it just made me crack up because I was like wait this is on streaming so if anyone wants a really <laughs> Just truly enrapturing listen. Uh, Gandalf Pack by XAC is where I would point you. Because uh, it's like right beside Coloring Book in like my library of stuff I've recently downloaded. Because <laughs> oh, okay. I downloaded them at the same time. But uh, yeah. Anyways, we can move on now to Who the Frick. Um, Jaren's got it this week. Yeah, I do have it. Um, I'm stalling because I'm 33 seconds into Gandalf pack. <laughs> <laughs> and you're vibing um, like crazy. You're completing those side quests. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is the point of this? <laughs> it's just, <laughs> what is... it's just two minutes of that. <laughs> it's not even two minutes. It's a minute and a half. 
Oh, there's a sequel, Gandalf Pack 2. I haven't heard Gandalf Pack 2 yet. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> what is uh, what does Gandalf Pack mean? I don't know. Okay. Um, Evan, are you ready to guess who the frick? No. L. Well, then get ready. Um, I tried to make it so that you wouldn't get this one on the first go. We've been on so, all of those. Yeah, yeah. I, I The last episode, I did end up getting it, but it was a bit tricky. Um, and that was also because it was a relatively smaller artist and they were not country. So that... But that, that goes with the territory. Um, so, let's just jump into it. Doing my best uh, Philip DeFranco... Me, Let's uh, just jump into it. I don't oh, he doesn't sound. I don't, I don't know about that. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> are you ready? I am. Did you nod? Yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't I looking at you. I had my document. Said, I audibly said I'm ready. I didn't hear you say I'm ready. That's all. That's actually really weird. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> it was. I said, "Are you ready?" And I just heard dead silence. I didn't hear anything. I said, "I'm ready." Your recording probably picked it up, and I didn't hear it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The artist... This artist used to work in the meatpacking industry. That's so sus. You gotta know how <laughs> relentlessly we bullied one of our friends. And going back to high school days, one of our friends, who we all love, he was one of our fa- He was. I like how... He was I like how all I had to person. do was give a clue, and this immediately led into a into a story. He was everyone's favorite person, and he finally <laughs> got. And we always joked about him not having a job, and he finally got a job, and it was in the meat department at Walmart. And we were like, "Brothers, no way! With your head held high, you can come in and say you have a job handling meat for a living." I'm sorry. <laughs> um, an artist was in the meat handling department. There were meat pack. <laughs> sorry. That really doesn't. I didn't think about like, it like that until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> the meat. It's okay. So this is the artist used to work in the meat packing industry. The thing is, unless I know this, this doesn't help at all. Like I was banking on you either, like because I pulled this off of Wikipedia, which that's where I always get this stuff, right? Uh, so, like I was hoping. I know that I know that you have read some artists like Wikipedia's before. So I, I was hoping like that this was Jansen, something that I feel like Chris Jansen's worked with some meat in his time. That Chris I, Jansen has handled a little bit of meat. Chris Jansen, like I don't know, I don't know. Uh, that's a anyone. solid guess. I think it's a solid guess. Like I based off of that, we think would want to work with meat. Right, right. <laughs> rest, rest, rest in peace, Chris Jansen. Yeah, so that's incorrect. <laughs> so we'll go to the second one. Um, <laughs> this artist has had three tracks get within the top ten on the U.S. country airplay chart. So they're really not huge. Or they're yeah. new. Or they're new. Oh, maybe they're new. Because Bailey Zimmerman totally could have worked in a meat department. I'm sorry. It's so fun. I'm trying to narrow it down <laughs> by people that I could see working with meat. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> Um, I don't know. They're either new or not huge. Um, what if Bailey's had three in the top ten? He's had Rock and Hard Plate. Oh, I don't even know if that's a horrible guess. What is he? Rock and a Hard Place. 
fall in love and then maybe like where it ends where it ends isn't even that good but it it was kind of big i guess and now okay now he's dropping an album with quite possibly the worst album cover there. i i well i oh my gosh no i heard ugly. about him dropping an album i didn't see the cover but i saw the name it, it's like religiously the period album. the album and it's, it's like why are why we why are we calling albums the album and the the cover is horrendous and it takes all the big songs from his leave a light on ep and just slaps them on here for streaming numbers it's really weird. I I can't express my hatred for the album cover enough. I have to I'd have I'll look so, at it in a second. So bad. The tears on his eyes, the font, it's oh. Okay, so they've had three songs in the top 10 and they work with meat. Um they did work with meat prior. And we don't know like they could have been a We don't know bro, when this was. I'm going to just say Bailey Zimmerman. I hate you. Is it Bailey? Z- <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, when you said when you said he looks like he would work work in the meat packing industry, I was like, the thing is, like he does, like he does, like he looks like a dude like fresh out of high school. He looks like oh. a dude that, like, fresh out of high school, went to work in the pack meat packing industry That's for what, two that years. That was my thought process, and I worked it out. I was like, "Yeah, he's had three songs out of ten. Run it." Yeah. Now I, I'm pretty sure you would have gotten it. Um, well, yeah. the, the, oh, the third God. clue. What was the final clue? Was this artist released their debut single in January of 2021, which entered the top 20 of Spotify's viral chart in the United States? Excuse me definitely would have narrowed it down pretty i feel like you would have narrowed it down if you hadn't at least like yeah gotten it there dude that's <laughs> the thing is chris jansen and bailey zimmerman who else like maybe up like church were... <laughs> uh, no bro he's too busy like rioting or something um <laughs> too busy vandalizing yeah who else looks like they would work in a Com- department that's what i'm saying i feel like it's just chris jansen and <laughs> bailey zimmerman <laughs> Um, maybe modern, be- maybe modern day Billy Currington, like maybe like <laughs> Billy Currington right now, like he didn't used to, but now he does. <laughs> I don't hate that. Um, why does Ashley McBride give me those vibes too? I can see her oh, with like a hair and oh, on, tough L. Like- well, I'm not going to lie. Just her kind of vibe. She definitely, Ashley's not your stereotypical, like, like Barbie blonde, like country no. star, you know? And that's and not not, not to the, not, not yeah not to bash on her. I'm not she 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 is an amazing musician. She's talented. I'm I don't I want to I'm trying to avoid us like bashing on her. But she's she has one a lot of, my of tattoos. Female artists. Like, yeah, she has a lot of tattoos, and she just kind of has that like that white tr- that white trashy vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she kind of gives off like like cranky ant vibes just from looking at her maybe yeah i feel like if, she's a sweetheart if you listen to her interviews yeah she seems like a very pleasant person to be around um i don't know i feel like there's one that where that's like just like it's there oh jason aldean he could pack meat all day he could pack meat all day he jason can't aldean he could. can like suck my he... meat with how bad his music <laughs> is but like 
Hey, I yo. Couldn't, I couldn't see him in the industry, man. Oh, I could. I could. There's an alternate universe. There's a Rick and Morty universe where Jason Aldean did not get big, and he's just packing meat in the back key, of a the Walmart. the Muscadine boys. You know what? I could see it. Don't tell me. I could me see them doing like anything. I could see them being astronauts together. <laughs> like as long as they're together, they could conquer the world. But separate. Separate? Uh I don't know. Uh, they wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't even be able to pack meat. <sighs> Tragic. Well, we should probably draw this episode to a Tragic. Close. <laughs> <laughs> this has been a beefy episode. <laughs> Uh, a meaty episode. Uh, well, I meant beefy as like yeah, you know, as in meat. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I tried. To, me- I tried to make a joke, Jaren. Well, it wasn't good, and uh, you've already disappointed me enough this episode. But again, you've disappointed me a second time about the same thing. I just can't believe that you thought it was a good idea to get a grilled chicken sandwich at a chicken place. It's like going to. Uh, no, nah, I can't even. All right, uh, this is the end of the episode. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Waves on the Shore. If you feel inclined, leave a comment and a review. And if you'd like to connect with us, you can find us both on Instagram, at TheWavesOnTheShore, and on our personal accounts, at TheOvershore and at JepWatts.